Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week, and it is a big one. It is episode number 150, and if I'm not mistaken, the day that this episode drops will be three years to the day of episode one. So it is uh, the third anniversary of RGS, and we got a great show lined up for you to celebrate. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is... Oh, sorry, you kind of... Uh, the the internet kind of crapped out there. Uh, do you want... It's episode 150. Should we just start again? What do you think? Or should we keep this going? What's, uh, what's more true to RGS? <laughs> I feel like... Uh... Hey, Stefan Heck here. Uh, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. Up next, we got... Oh, um, I'm John. Yeah. I'm trying I to do something a little different. I figured in for... honor of episode 150, I would eat uh, on the show. A lot of people love when I eat on just, the show. Just enjoying a nice parfait. Yeah, well, yeah, it's um, it's uh, honey vanilla yogurt with uh, that uh, love crunch granola I was talking about a few weeks. I love crunch granola I was talking about a few weeks. I love crunch. When you introduced me there, Justin. Like not 10 long seconds? at all. Was, no, not, not long at all. Okay. Like one okay. second. But yeah. um, the only other thing I was thinking, we've done this for three years. What's the like three-year anniversary thing? Because five is wood, right? Five is the wood anniversary. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like 25 is silver. I'm pretty sure. Oh, five, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Five is wood. I what think, did you think he meant, Justin? Because he didn't get it until yeah, he said yeah. 25 is silver. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. What, I don't, what do you, what's a wood anniversary? I've never heard of that before. It's that I'm supposed to give you a gift of wood. Oh, okay. Anyway, introduce our guest so you can get in on this stupid <laughs> I just anniversary. feel bad because I brought wood to your third <laughs> anniversary. <laughs> Our guest today is one of the most oh. beloved guests in the history of this program. He is a celebrated author and stand-up comedian. Uh, you know him. You love him. He is Charlie Demers. Thank you for doing this once again. Thank you very much for having me, and uh, thanks for eating so close to me, John. <laughs> uh, this is great. This is uh, You guys have a new setup since the uh, last time I'm here. Stefan is much more... Um, eerily present yes <laughs> yeah i guess last yeah. time you probably couldn't even see stuff well he was like a small he was on uh, he was on uh like uh it felt like he was participating in a podcast that we were all in and <laughs> right now it feels like we're participating in something that he's doing like right. it's just it's like a very large screen like it's very it's clear that he's in charge now yeah. whereas the last time i was here he was more ancillary and like now he was it's like, like on the god mic welcome to Stephen heck in the rgs Yes, like that's the yeah. And we're gonna do things differently now. <laughs> yeah. well, he's, he's doing the... like power moves, made it, like waiting on an introduction. Like I don't really think the internet crapped out. I think he was just saying like, how long can I make these guys? Yeah, he just wanted me to redo it again and again and again until I yeah. said no. Well, he insisted on paying for the TV, which I thought was weird. We were gonna just split it from our Patreon donations. He's like, no, I'm fucking buying the TV, guys. Yes. Well, and there's a candle lit in the middle of yeah. the like. Yeah. Uh, Trying to summon me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, so I looked up anniversary gifts, and uh, the third year is the leather anniversary. So uh, strap up, boys. Yeah. The third year is leather, and then fourth is fruit. And so I just assumed yeah. that seventh would be fruit leather. <laughs> the, uh, the first is paper, which that feels like, oh, you're, you made one year of marriage. Yeah. Uh, tell that to my wife. <laughs> is that just like a gift certificate? Yeah. Or? I tried to give her a notebook yeah. for our first year anniversary. Kind of check. Yeah, she fucking was not happy. I feel guys. like so. I, I feel like it should go in reverse. Like the better <laughs> gifts should be earlier, <laughs> so then you're you're yeah, likelier yeah. to like keep like because one year you should give something great after the one year, right? And what's what's the two year one, John? The two year is cotton. But what he's really marrying here is that the the sixth year is iron slash candy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, the uh, just in case you one or the other. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> a tin <laughs> full of jupe jupes. <laughs> <laughs> and then imagine like your wife gets pissed. She like throws it across the room. Like this isn't iron. This is aluminum. You son of a bitch. I mean, I do feel like three to four does get worse. Well, it's weird because leather, leather is, is way fruit. better. Well, it's fruit or uh, it says fruit and flowers or linen and silk. Yeah, so I guess like not fruit and linen. You have to. It's crazy that they make you wait six years for iron because like. Let, if you marry an anemic, she needs that right away. And like, she's gone. It was six years, no iron. She can barely lift her arms. I wrote a story about my wife of three years, the deficient woman. <laughs> the deficient woman. <laughs> We're just waiting. Uh, and then apparently it skips eight for some reason. So There's it goes just there. from seven to nine. And then 10 is tin. And then 11 is steel, 12 is silk, 13 is lace, 14 is ivory, 15 is crystal, and then it starts to go every five years. Well, they really just overloaded four then, because there's four things there, right? And what? Fruit and flower and linen and silk. Yeah, well, fruit yeah. and flowers It's or, a pair, though. Yeah, okay, it's, so. it's not, not a fruit pair. Like, it could be a fruit pair. I'm saying it's a P-A-I-R. It's fruit and, what was the other one? Fla- fruit and flowers. Fruit and flowers. Yeah. Uh, and then linen and... Silk. Yeah. Silk. Was it silk? Yeah. Yeah. yeah linen and okay. silk. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't silk a type of linen? Uh, no. Well, I don't know. Is it? It comes from worms. I'm not sure. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> that well-known attribute of linen is covered. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They, I think they're different does because come, silk comes come from, from worms. worms. What's your... John, uh, John, I had I had a joke for that, and then I was like, I don't know if I should say this because uh, it was, like, rude. So, so Go ahead. And then, Comes from worms. Uh, it's like a, a necrophiliac, right? Like it's kind of, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, no. In, in your situation, it's like the dead guy himself who's getting off. He's like coming from worms. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is really just right. uh, relatable. More than I, I guess yeah. Is the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It's like yeah. a dead guy clinging to life. It's actually kind of a sweet story of <laughs> like I may be dead, but I still want to go. <laughs> That real sweet story. <laughs> yeah. I might be dead, but I still want to come. The yeah. John Cullen story. What year is Worms? John, Who can't what year is Worms? That, 
<laughs> Worms is your, uh, yeah, that's your 75th year. It okay. does have a 60th year, and then it stops. It just assumes that you're <laughs> probably. no one should be married for longer than this. Yeah, and it's a diamond. 61, <laughs> year 61, the gift is divorce. <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, what's your next, because, uh, Charlie, you're the only married man here. What's your What's your next I'm one? Coming into this, I'm coming into the steel year. 11, oh, wow. Year 11. Really? Steel. You guys are that long, hey? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, she was going to break up with me, and then I gave her uh, that sweet <laughs> aluminum. I gave her some moussaka last year that <laughs> she could reheat, and it was under a nice aluminum foil. And so she went, I forget. And she just ripped up the divorce papers. Have you been carefully that? following the rules of every year <laughs> yeah. so far? Yeah. Every and she, year. she'd been holding on to the divorce papers since year one. <laughs> yeah. She was like, I know exactly what to do with this paper. Well, around year four, it fell out of her hands because he didn't get the iron yet. <laughs> <laughs> Her grip loosened on the paper. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So steel. I'm going to have to figure out yeah, something steel. steel. Well, I oh, mean. fuck. The tariffs are going to kill me this anniversary. <laughs> yeah. You, you were you were hotly invested in the tariff <laughs> yeah. talk. Not oh, for any man. political repercussions. <laughs> no, just no. for your own wedding. Buddy, you can't do it. <laughs> You should go to that uh, that like Renaissance store in Metrotown, Millennium, if it's still there, because they had they had swords, right? Yeah. Oh, get my wife a sword. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could do some like Superman role play. Oh yeah. Oh yo, like you know how Superman had a sword. (laughs) (laughs) Famous sword wielder, Superman swordsman. He'd be Uh, unstoppable if he had a sword. Let's be honest. It's the one advantage that they felt like, look, we can't give him a sword. Because there's just so who, good would, with the sword. who would fight him. If he's got he can flick kryptonite away now. Because he's got a, he's got a prong. Um no, maybe I'll get her a sword. Well, I hope she doesn't listen. Ooh. I mean she won't. She's a big sports podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you guys, that's your main demographic is Chinese-Canadian women. Uh, yeah, I think so. Late yeah. 30s. Yeah, I look at the stats every month, oh, and it's, okay. it's well, mostly that. Yeah. Honey, it's, you know, the thought that uh, you're getting a sword. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we uh, we might have one Asian woman that listens yeah. to this. I'm not sure. Uh, and if you get your wife, uh, any sword you get your wife is automatically a broadsword. <laughs> Automatically. (laughs) I'm just imagining someone walking into a sword store like, got any of those fucking broad swords? Gotta get one for my wife. Yeah, Bill Burr wants wants a broad sword. Was that my uh, terrible Bill Burr impression? I think so. You went went for Boston, which I think is automatically. from Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it's the fuck. steel anniversary. You know what it is. Give me a fucking broadsword. <laughs> Cheapest one you got, preferably. Does one have a Dunkin' Donuts logo on it? I don't know. I don't what know. else is made out of steel? I can't think of what, like what. Beams? Steel is an alloy, right? Like yeah. steel is always made of multiple metals? I think so. And that's yeah. kind of you, a, I mean, you came, you came to the right place to ask that question. <laughs> <laughs> Canada's favorite American uh, minerals podcast. Oh, there is actually a website that sells, I guess, obviously 
they knew I was looking up the anniversary gift years. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. when I put in steel anniversary, the first thing that came up was unique steel gifts. Comma, uh, 11th, 11th anniversary, anniversary gifts. gifts. At uncommongoods.com. Look who's getting free. But, yeah. You are yeah. correct, Charlie. It is an alloy of iron and carbon and other elements. Ah. Okay. So. I thought, but everything's an, an alloy of carbon and other elements. Yeah, probably. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in some way, I mean, I guess you could say I'm an alloy of... Oh, you could get you could get. I'm not trying to speak metaphorically. Yeah, yeah. You could get uh, you could get Kara the F bomb paperweight. Ooh. Fred Conlon's recycled steel paperweight is sure to be an expletive hit in the office. Oh, that's supposed to be for fuck. Yeah, because there's an F and then there's a bomb. Oh, right behind that it. bomb is part. of I know it. you couldn't see. I couldn't no. tell that either. I just thought it was an F, and you're the, just supposed to know. Yeah, like that is no one uh, ever be like, oh, is your name Francis? You're like, no, it's for fuck. This is like something. That it's like the engine, like what something that David Brent would buy, <laughs> yeah, and then like invite you into his office and like yeah. and point tr- at and go, try huh? to be like, you get it. You ever feel like letting loose one of these? The F bomb. <laughs> so I googled uh, 11th anniversary gifts, and the first suggestion I won't tell you what it is. I will read uh, <laughs> kind of the the first sentence of the description, which does tell you what it is. But okay. <laughs> I'm I'm saying I won't tell you what it is right now. I'm going to read the description first and then the last. Anyway, uh, okay. What better way to express your love than with a hand-stamped, personalized, stainless steel spatula? (laughs) Is it it steel, though? Yeah, it's steel. It's a steel spatula. It's it's got uh, engraved in it, happy 25th anniversary, I flippin' love you. <laughs> uh, there we go. I, you know, I was not on board until the I flip and love you, and I now I'm way you. on board. I am so on board with this shit. Yeah, that would be great. You could be so like, oh. five star, a lot of five star reviews. There's multiple five star reviews, uh, but keep in mind they're from people who are writing uh, Etsy reviews for a spatula. So, <laughs> are there any one stars? Like, oh, I gave this to my wife. Uh, should have got her a sword. So apparently this has literally 3,748 reviews and it's, wow. they're all five stars. Wow. So that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I can't even believe it. I was just looking at, uh, I Googled steel and it told me to, uh, look up, uh, quest Metalworks, which is a Vancouver business located on Venables street. Apparently. Okay. Their reviews are not great. I gotta say, no. I don't even know what they sell, though. It does. Is it just like metal sheeting? I can't. I can't quite figure it out. I mean, here is a beautiful uh, (laughs) cannonball gourd thumb piano. Just, uh, I mean, because that's a thing that uh, everyone knows. I've I've seen one of those before. Oh, but this one's created by husband and wife team, (laughs) Paul and Sue Bergstrom, or brother and sister. (laughs) (laughs) Says we can read more about. Oh, there we go. Nothing brings Sue and Paul uh, Bergstrom more joy than sharing their love of music. The couple who live in the mountains of North Georgia, of course, so they still do. they could still be brother and sister. Craft kalimbas, a type of thumb piano that originated in Africa out of gourds and wood. Oh yes, it's wife. When Paul creates an instrument, he works to feel the sound. Only after my wife has installed the key set and tuned it do I get to hear the end result of my work. He says. I found one of those uh, at the free store on Hornby Island. I had no idea what it was, but we took it anyway. A gourd piano? Yeah. It's pretty cool. This also uh, has uh, over 100 reviews. So over 100 people have bought this thing, and uh, only two three-star reviews. 
and uh, a 15 four-star, and then all the rest. My husband loves tooling around with his thumb piano. That was the first thing that said. <laughs> <laughs> but then this negative yeah. one is that it's a t- tinny, it makes a tinny, tinny sound. sound from Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. Gma was the uh, submitter of the review. But here's what I love. Sorely disappointed. We'll fix the problem before I give it to my grandson. Yeah, she knows how to fix it. Three stars still. Tooling around with his thumb piano sounds like a euphemism, though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or thumbing around with his tool piano. <laughs> really? Charlie, what about, uh, what about a DVD of Steel starring Shaquille O'Neal? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I think 11th anniversary, I can get her a Blu-ray. <laughs> no, I just looked it up. It's not out on Blu-ray. <laughs> oh, really? That's a kind of an oversight on the... I mean, I'll have to keep my eye on the Criterion uh, Instagram, but... <laughs> I, uh, I do feel like was Steel when they stopped trying to make Shaquille O'Neal movies. Was that the uh, last one? I have to see what the order that was. His is. last because yeah, because Kazam was first. We and actually, then I, we, and then it went Steel. I think. Yeah, yeah we went down a uh, Shaq rabbit hole not too long ago, yeah. Charlie, because uh, they just uh, redid uh, the famous video game Shaq Fu. Oh yeah, uh, there's a Shaq yeah. Fu two now. It just came out, so we. Uh, yeah, we're just uh, we're we went down a shack hole. We what, whatever yeah. happened with Shaquille O'Neal trying to be um, like a sheriff, but he was like brutalizing people. I think he was making like citizens arrests. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> really? right. Like, pulling people over while he was it was it definitely was in uh, while he was playing for the Heat because he was like uh, deputized by like Miami Dade County. Yeah, right. It's real in the heat of the night <laughs> situation. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh yeah, Steel was his last like starring feature, but he definitely has some great credits including uh, Aaron Carter. That's how I beat Shaq. Oh, the uh, music video. That really kind of he played Aaron Carter in that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a big role for Shaq. He was in the Lego movie. Yeah, he's there's a lot of uh, st- he's mostly credited as Shaq to be honest, but uh, <laughs> well, shouldn't it be him uh, the cuz there's a himself option, right? For, yeah, it should say that. I no, I think it's like he's not playing Shaquille O'Neal, oh, he's playing but he's Shaq. just playing it's Shaq. the character you know? of like, Shaq. But you get it. I want to be clear. I, I didn't, uh, I hope I didn't, uh, like, I don't want to bring any legal troubles down on the podcast here and have you guys lose your candle. Like, he, uh, <laughs> he did, there was a thing about him doing police brutality, yeah, right? Okay. I, I think, did I, I mean, did I make that up? I, I don't know if he brutalized anyone. I don't want to slander Shaq. No, I remember there was something about it. Anyway, now I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just getting deeper into the, um... But I I I feel like uh, I, mean, I search for that. All I can find is Shaq doesn't support banning guns. Wants more cops in school. Uh, and I think he 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 likes saying all lives matter a lot. So uh, he's an all lives matter guy. Shaq yeah. is. The, so my favorite celebrity sheriff is uh, Steven Seagal. Yeah, he's got to be the best one by far. Like no question. And you guys have obviously seen the video of him. Um, in like Belarus, where the president of Belarus gives him a watermelon as like a big gift. <laughs> no. no. What anniversary? Have you not seen this? What okay, anniversary one, is that? Four. It's fruit. <laughs> yeah. Oh. One second. One second. I'm gonna, fruit find, I'm gonna find it. And flowers. It was, it was a watermelon and a pair of panties. Uh, it's a watermelon and like a fruit it's a carrot. Salt. I think it's a big carrot. Um, okay, let me I'm gonna try and yeah, find it. Yeah, he's given a carrot and two watermelons by the president of Belarus. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Did you? Okay, here I. Uh, he Where is should I so send it? happy. I... He's so happy to get these two watermelons here. Are you watching the video? <laughs> no, no, just a photo. 
Okay, oh, you gotta see the video, video because he, he <laughs> takes a bite out of the carrot, and you have to see him take the bite out of the carrot. Okay, yeah. Oh, here we go. Welcome, Seagal with Rocket. <laughs> <laughs> He's just chilling. He's like, oh, do I just eat? Oh, and then he gives them the watermelon. And he doesn't he, know he what pats it is. It. He, yeah, he just pats it. And he checks just, oh, the right. And now he's just chilling. Yeah. I just know the famous anecdote about Steven Seagal is he like joined forces with like Sheriff Joe Arpaio in Arizona and they went on a raid where they like drove a tank onto someone's front lawn and bashed their door in. I think they wound up killing their dog because yeah, they, they ran it over the with a tank. Yeah. And it turned out yeah. that they got the wrong address that where they were supposed to go was the house next door. Jesus. So oh, they killed man. the wrong dog? Yeah, and he would not apologize <laughs> for it. Yeah, no, okay. he's, Justice doesn't have to apologize. <laughs> they, uh, they also, so Steven Seagal uh, wrote a book with a foreword from Joe Arpaio. And I'll, I'll just read the name of the book to you guys. This was the era when he was doing his like lawman reality show too. I'm no, this, sure. this book was last year. This oh my book God. Was less than a year ago. Oh my God. Uh, it's called the way of the shadow wolves, the deep <laughs> state and the hijacking of America. Ah. And you guys should look it up because the cover of the book, first of all, I, I'm, I think that's times new Roman, the font <laughs> on the front. Uh, but, but just look at the picture of the, uh, on the, on the front cover there, because oh the other option is uh, his album, Steven Seagal, Songs from the Crystal Cave. Oh, there it is. The Way of the Shadow Wolves. Oh, in a yes. full fringe jacket. He actually, lo- oh, whoops. Yeah. He, he actually looks like uh, Leave Schreiber playing Steven Seagal in this photo on the book cover, which is, <laughs> which is good. So this is, he what really I, does. this is what I love yeah. about, like, this is how f- insane, like, the American right is, where this, so it's, it's, it's about the deep, the deep state, so he's like striking a libertarian blow against state tyranny, and the foreword is written by a guy who had like a fucking concentration camp, like and yeah. presidential part, like it's- and, and also his character in the book is a cop. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's fiction. It's fiction. It's a, fiction it's a work of, of yeah, fiction. He's, it's, yeah, he's it's like a Native American cop. But it's like a and, self-insert and character. on the cover. Yeah, I mean, this is. Okay, I'm just going to read the dedication and then the first line of the foreword. Okay, so this is the dedication. We dedicate this book to the Native Americans who are victims of genocide by the early invaders from Europe, to the tribal police who combine the old ways and the new to defend our border with intelligence and integrity, to the U.S. Marshals, most of whom represent the ideal of the Texas Rangers, the goodness of the nation, and one man, one badge, riding alone. And finally, to the average American citizen, awakened, and finally, perhaps, ready to confront the deep state and restore our Constitution. And then the uh, first line of the foreword, from Joe Arpaio, I strongly identify with this book because in many ways I lived what is portrayed on its pages. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Steven Seagal is... uh, If you guys saw the trailer for his last movie too, like he... It's weird because his movies are getting like more, you would think they would be like more action packed based on like the premise of the movies, but he's like moving less and less. It's like, and like he doesn't turn his head yeah, at all. It's like Hulk Hogan. Like as he got older, he stopped bumping in his matches. Yeah. So he'll go through a 20 minute match literally without falling over yeah. one single time. What you should do right now actually is watch the trailer for contract to kill, which, which came out last year and is, 
maybe the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Just the trailer for it. Can we so, get it up on the uh, big so screen, did, Daniel? Did, did, Stan, did Seagal just, when he made it, was that at a time when nobody else could do karate? Or like what? How did he ever get as big as he got? Yeah, it's that's like mid to late 80s, early 90s probably. Because it's like if you watch Bob Hope, like Bob Hope never said anything funny. Like right. and and but he was the funniest guy in the world, right? If for people who'd never who'd like, never do seen what jokes were funny, yeah. like for, for the army, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like what well, like in the um uh in the OJ documentary, there's like Bob Hope, and he's like uh he's he's with OJ, and he's like Bob uh, uh, OJ, you look pretty uh, distracted. Hey, uh, backstage, you kept calling me Mister Heisman. <laughs> Like and that guy, got a huge laugh. Yeah, too. And that's yeah. like that's like an applause break joke, and so and so it's just like yeah, because nobody had ever seen a comedian before. So had nobody like Steven Seagal comes after um, Bruce Lee. Yeah. So how did he get to be? He's like kind of white. Who he was? What is, is like, it's is like Chuck draw? Norris also though? Like like that guy cannot act, and he's no. not even that good at fighting. I don't think, but he just was like cut. Well, Chuck yeah, Norris was wasn't he like a karate champion though? Well, he yeah, and he was a bad guy in one of the Bruce Lee movies. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But 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 where, but was Steven Seagal was there ever a time when he was good at martial arts? I don't know. I, I mean, I can look it up. I mean. He he claims to be like an acclaimed international martial artist and everything, uh, but. He's claiming that like now. But most of his movies, he's like stabbing and shooting people. He is a, uh, he's a seventh Dan black belt in Aikido. Seventh he, Dan? I don't know what that means. What do you but... get on the seventh Dan? Is that wood? Is that the wood I, think that, I think that's just the notch he has to put his belt to now. <laughs> <laughs> you get uh, Daniel Stern is the uh, seventh Dan. Uh, no, Daniel Stern is his, um, is like the voiceover in his memory. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he began his adult life as a martial arts instructor in Japan, becoming the first foreigner to operate an Aikido dojo in the country. He later moved to LA where he had the same profession. In 1988, he made his <laughs> Where he had the debut. same profession as the, the first, first foreigner. Person. <laughs> the first yeah. foreigner to operate an Aikido <laughs> dojo. He's from Lansing, Michigan. So he's not even like, I kind of thought he was from like, like an Eastern European kind of country. He said he made his acting debut in Above the Law in 88. By 1991, he had starred in four successful films, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's also a guitarist and has released two studio albums, Songs from the Crystal Cave and Mojo Priest. And uh, Seagal has been accused of various crimes, including sexual harassment, sexual assault, and the illegal trafficking of females for sex. Ah, there you go. Wow. And he's a citizen of Russia and Serbia. But he's one of those guys who, like, Gerard Depardieu did this as well, like, where they just became Russian citizens so they didn't have to, like, pay any taxes anywhere. Right, or right, right. Or, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got a bunch of different heritage. When he was five years old, he moved from Michigan to California. Uh, blah blah blah. His wardrobe is also just exclusively kimonos. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. he breaks off every marriage after the silk anniversary. <laughs> like he's just like get an outfit and get out. <laughs> get a new kimono. <laughs> yeah. Because he's so said, okay. Typical, so, oh, sorry, Charlie. Go ahead. No, it, it just says that yeah. he basically he got into his first movie because he had a student that was a that was an agent, Michael Ovitz. Yeah. 
Oh, Michael Ovitz was so, like the he was the agent. He was the guy who he created the whole basically the whole way that um, Hollywood ran for like the from the mid eighties to like well, so there you go. fifteen years ago. Yeah, it says Ovitz took Seagal to Warner Brothers to put on an Aikido demonstration and executives were impressed by him and offered him several scripts. They just loved his kimono. Seagal <laughs> turned them down but agreed to write what would become above the law. So he turned the scripts down at turned first. Uh, no, nah, I'm going to write my own. Yeah, he was like, I reject this script titled <laughs> Kimono Means No No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> So, John, look up, look up contract to kill. Yeah, there's Dan, no, we, 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 there's yeah. no trivia on, on the IMDb page. There's no goofs. There's no quotes or anything. I will just read, uh, uh, the tagline for it is they didn't just cross the border. They crossed the line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Hey, Daniel, let's get this trailer. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah. We can, we can watch this bad boy here. He's a bad one, John. CIA trained. The Crimea airline bomber. The one that took down the plane with 238 innocent people on board. Who is the target? So I guess you're back. Islamic extremists. These guys are attempting to form an unholy alliance with cartels. And that brings you to me. There's someone to be reckoned with. I want to pick my own team. I want my own gear. And I'll need a jet. An elite team. You must be John Harmon. I might have a job for you. What do you propose we do? You notice, like, he's not actually fighting, really. He's sitting in a chair there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Nora Cartel. I'm sold in a big meeting. It's my job to stop them. At the elevators, eighth floor. Gotcha. From eight to six. On my count. Three, two, one. Pretty oh, ballsy for him to climb those stairs. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of work also, like, for him. Clearly not driving the car either. No, this like this looks like Biba Boys, but like with slightly more money. Oh, yeah, Biba Boys. Yeah, we did that for a bonus episode. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah. We had a. Uh, well, I'll tell you after this, this riveting trailer's over. I wouldn't want you to miss any seconds of this. When, when all else fails, when all else fails, you call a goatee. What, what are those, like, those yellow glasses? Light sensitivity? The only thing he could be beaten by was the light. Contract to kill. Storms yeah, like even the mood, like he did a lot of just like karate chopping people, yeah. and they there fell. was no kicking, there was no he, he <laughs> yeah. barely moved at and all. He just like fell down. It was just a lot of like, huh, and then the, the people just fell. Like that's yeah. not a move. And, and again, by far my favorite part is is the opening, like the first time you see him fight. He's just he's sitting in a chair, and the guys are coming to him, and he's fighting them while he's sitting. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty outstanding. So, Charlie, sorry, you're, do you have some Biba Boys uh, intel here? No, you, you've no seen zero. It? I've seen it. I've seen That's, it. I'm I just, sorry to hear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we, had a, we, we have a thing where if people donate a certain amount of money, then they can decide what we do for a bonus episode. So someone... Uh, someone uh, one, Yeah, one of our... Uh, was our it Deepa Meta? <laughs> like, yes. She just wanted someone to watch. It was one of our Indo-Canadian listeners, and he thought he had seen it and thought it would be funny for us to watch it. So the, we, uh, uh, we the did watch Paul it. The Paul Gross Man Bun. 
uh, is like uh, outstanding. Yeah, yeah. That uh, was probably the only like kind of cool scene in the movie. Paul Gross well, got his head cut off. Yes, but yeah. the the part before that, where he like burns the guy alive, like outside of his office, that doesn't really like. Uh, well, he's supposed to be just, this like, like by. <laughs> yeah, he's supposed to be this like magnate, but then like his office is like ground floor on a dock. I it's just, a sh- it's a shipping yeah. container. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I just I don't I do not understand how you can. And she's like an acclaimed yeah. international director. Yeah. The there's nothing more fascinating than like Lower Mainland uh, Indo Canadian totally. gang of of the last twenty five years. Like it's like it's an absolutely chilling, incredible story that involves like religious fundamentalism and international intrigue and like just like totally compelling like gangster th- and she did Drug nothing with it like it was just like it was so it was so bad yeah it was really bad <laughs> yeah boring. we well it was crazy to find out like so much of that was true like you see it in the movie and you're like that's yeah. not really and then you like watch based clips. on one trial from like 1994 and it's like but it's like real like that guy like went on cbc and like just yeah. called out the other gang member like on cbc yeah. and, like shit like that like that's that's fucking crazy well and then the other guy like seduced one of the jury members on his right. jury yeah. Yeah, yeah. and like had a, had like a love affair. And then like her son cut a single about like, leave my mom alone. <laughs> like, <laughs> just did, like a whole, like th- it's all like truth is stranger than fiction. And like the other, like incredible thing. So my buddy, um, Tej, like, uh, he, he's Sikh. And when, uh, when the, I think it's Jimsher Dosanj. One one of the one of the brothers who was like a Khalistani, like so he was like a you know Sikh religious like fundamentalist essentially. And then he got like run off the road, and he's like lying in the street, and his body is like basically naked for some reason. And he, and Tej said that the first thing that all the Sikh kids noticed was like he's not wearing the underwear, like the special right. Sikh underwear. So it was like this whole thing of like finding out like oh he was a total bullshitter about the religious stuff like that was the first thing that they noticed was he didn't have his um but i also don't know why he was in his underwear line on the street it's not like they have pants (laughs) like i mean let's take his pants down to further embarrass him (laughs) yeah but it's they uh, tried to get him in a kimono but they couldn't (laughs) couldn't find one that's what they uh, did not touch on that in the in the film no, no, there was nothing no, compelling nothing about like the film. No. Like the one guy who's just like, ah, dress nice. And you're like, oh, I wonder how that's going to come back. To... <laughs> oh, it doesn't. He, oh, just, no. he just died. <laughs> he just died. Off screen. Yeah. yeah there was yeah. a lot of off screen death. Off in screen the... death. <laughs> oh, he's actually, he died. We, it was crazy. Poochie died on the way back to his planet. <laughs> ADR deaths. Guys dying in voiceover in post production. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you like, because I know that you've, uh, you know, you you just wrote a book, Property Values, which is excellent. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, which has I, been optioned which for a been, film. Exactly. So are you nervous? Very excited because, this- guys, Deepa Meta has signed on. <laughs> uh, um, changing the title. What do you yeah. think of? Beba Boys 2, <laughs> the steel anniversary. <laughs> oh, man. The guy, actually, that's, that's how the movie starts. The guy that dies at the end comes back alive. Yeah. He's the yeah. gang leader in in the in the movie. Are oh, you, they can give they can give uh, they can give a kirpan, 
right? Because it's steel. Yeah. Oh, oh, there you go. There you go. That's this great, thing just, yeah. I think my second act problems just <laughs> solved themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Stefan's just like taken in LA by osmosis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, are you ner- like, would you, is that something you're nervous about that like, because you're writing the screenplay and then I'm it's co-writing kind of, the screenplay. I'm co-writing play, the yeah. screenplay with Ryan Knight, who's also an excellent author. Uh, and, and uh, like, are you nervous? Because kind of like once it's out of your hands, like it's out of your hands. Is that something that you, you know, you could envision sitting there watching your film and 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 being like, oh, this is not what I. Uh... Oh boy! Uh, and I'm not well, trying to put your. No, 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 for sure. So the thing is, uh, like, like because I get to co-write the screenplay, at least the first, like we get the 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 first two drafts. Okay. So if if it then gets put over to another writing team or another writer like I, I feel like we would have to screw it up pretty badly to not have put any of our own mark on it right like if you get two drafts at something they'd basically have to more or less rebuild it from the ground up right um and so it's like if if i if me and my friend get two drafts uh crack at adapting a novel that i wrote right if I'm not able in that, then maybe I just don't deserve to have a, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like I feel like, I guess I was just thinking more like artistically, like you, like the way that it gets shot or the way that it like, I guess, I guess if the script is good, it probably doesn't matter too much. Oh no. I mean, I, th- I think it like, it's a visual medium, but I don't have any, uh, like, uh, I don't know how to do it. Like, no, of like, course. You know what of I mean? course. So, so it's, it's, so it's, uh, uh no it in my experience whenever I work with someone who that takes something I've done and then makes it visual like we did uh atomic cartoons animated yeah, that one was of awesome. the tracks from my um uh, album and and like I got to sit in and like talk yeah. about some of the stuff and there was a, there were a few changes that I suggested uh but um normally it's just like when I get to see something that somebody else has created from something I've written it's it just uh it's an incredible experience because right. they have a skill set that, you that I, it's not like I could like, man, just give me my crack at it. Like, <laughs> um, right. I don't know, man. Just throw on a kimono and just like, it's just Im- an entire, yourself with confidence. it would just be all those like, um, Spike Lee dolly shots, like where the weird kind of walking effect <laughs> that he does. And like, uh, yeah. it's like he had the same director of photography right up until, I forget what movie it was, but it's like, and then those shots stopped. Inside Man, maybe. No, it was, it was one before that. It was like it was, but but it was. Uh, I forget the guy's name. He uh, he directed some of his own stuff afterwards, but hmm. uh, he he had this like great director of photography, and basically that my understanding is that like trademark Spike Lee dolly shot is kind of mostly that guy. I don't know. I could have it wrong. I don't want to piss off Spike Lee either. I he, feel like I'm really like... He is a huge sports comedy fan. <laughs> I feel like I'm That's really bringing... That's thing. Yeah, yeah. Like He's... the wrath of Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. Um, Spike, uh, Lee. Spike Lee. Steven Seagal. Oh, is going to karate chop the shit out of us. For <laughs> Hulk this Hogan heard what I said about yeah. him too. All of the goateed <laughs> stars. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah. The go- if you have a goatee, it's uh, it's goatee. I'm. <laughs> we, we can uh, we can cut that right <laughs> from the actual. Well, now I'm just nervous having talked about Biba Boys there that there's someone out there who's going to drop the money to force us to watch Contract to Kill. 
<laughs> that's definitely going to hey, happen now. I'll do it. I would love to do that. I was just going to say, uh, we can cut that, right? That's Charlie's impression of a confused rabbi. <laughs> <laughs> First day. <laughs> First day on the job. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's, uh, there's a lot going on here. And it is, uh, it's great stuff. Well, uh, we are ostensibly a sports podcast, That's as right. you alluded to there, Charlie. And there We've is already talked about martial arts. True, true. In, in fairness. <laughs> that is fair. true. Yeah. Uh, but there is one particular story that I highlighted that I really wanted to talk about this week, uh, and that is, uh, well, I think this headline speaks for itself. Philly fanatic shoots woman in face with hot dog gun, <laughs> sends her to hospital. So the incredible part about this story is that because of the country that it takes place like this could bankrupt her whole family like this yeah, like right. imagine like getting sent to the hospital with a hot dog hot dog gun injury yeah and then you're it like took a it hot was dog. all downhill from there like <laughs> i could you had to go to a different you like you couldn't go to university like she like like it's it, it's anyway it's but uh, it's also the country of frivolous lawsuits so it's gonna like kind of cancel each other out. oh well that's good i mean she'll break even well, i think well, that's yeah. good. i want her to break even <laughs> yeah, I think she gets a lifetime supply of hot dogs or something but That's John was saying, like, that they use the still image <laughs> yeah. of the Philly fanatic. With his hands up. Yeah. Like, the police are taking yeah. him in. As yeah. though it's a file photo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, def- they're like, uh, yeah, on, on photo day, they're like, okay, now uh, now do one where you're uh, under arrest. Like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's probably leading the fans in, like, the wave or something. <laughs> I mean, one of these things, I mean, just, okay, so I thought, so Justin brought this up. I hadn't even heard of it and I was like okay I gotta go because I want to read like a serious news story about this because you know someone's gonna like write about it seriously is there anything possibly more American than a hot dog gun uh, <laughs> yes and that is when they use the uh, the adjective they use to describe it is ceremonial <laughs> 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 because I'm not shitting you on businessinsider.com. That's what it says. It's, it says uh, baseball mascots are charged with the important task of entertaining and hyping up the crowd between innings and creating a joyful mood at the stadium, regardless of the score. But Did this explain the concept of mascots? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but on Monday, as the Phillies hosted the St. Louis Cardinals, that task went horribly awry for the Philly fanatic. <laughs> Wielding his ceremonial hot dog cannon. (laughs) The fanatic fired a shot and accidentally injured Phillies fan Kathy McVeigh when an errant hot dog hit her right between the eyes. Now, I know what you're thinking, which is how do you shoot a hot dog out of a cannon and not lose every part of it? Wouldn't like the wrapping and the bun and the wiener all go in separate places? I thought so too. The answer is that they've wrapped yeah, the they entire wrapped the thing in duct tape. Oh, duct tape. Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. I, I mean, I thought for sure they'd put foil around it, but I didn't realize they would seal the foil with they duct tape. They then sealed the foil with duct tape. I mean, smart. I feel call. as though at some point they tried it without the duct tape and the hot dogs just exploded everywhere. Probably. Like they, they took it for they took it for a run like in a, it, during a game and were just 
shooting like condiments and buns and, and wieners all. <laughs> uh, McVeigh suffered a black eye and was taken to the hospital to ensure she hadn't suffered a concussion. Despite the situation, McVeigh has had a good attitude about the series of unfortunate events and does not plan to take legal action against the franchise. She also openly acknowledged that the story is, apart from her injury, kind of funny. That's pretty big of her. Yeah, it gives people a good laugh, McVeigh told 6ABC Philadelphia, and if it makes somebody chuckle, then that's fine. She also has no intention of suing the Philly fanatic. Uh, I think they're, yeah. they're going to get some free stuff out of it, though. I think I think they were saying they're going to give her like a jersey and like tickets to a game or something. So, but not you a know. hot dog. They wouldn't want to give her PTSD. <laughs> oh man, yeah, did, look at did this she get poor the hot dog? lady. Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, she. Did, I just mean at the game that they send her to. But can, right. can you eat the? Is the, are you meant to rip the duct tape yes. off the wiener and eat it? Yeah. Speaking definitely. of confused rabbi quotes, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like. So this is still meant to be eaten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's meant to be eaten. Uh, and then she uh, just Kathy wants to just send a message out there to all the Phillies fans, and that is. Just to be aware, because you never know. I mean, I understand a baseball, but not a hot dog, she said with a laugh. I think I read something that she had, like, a shoulder injury, so she couldn't raise her arm to, like, swat the thing away. Oh, man. Swat the dog? This is the worst thing that happened to Kathy McVeigh since her son, (laughs) Timothy, visited (laughs) (laughs) Oakland. She's only been in the news twice in her life. And neither time was her fault. No, exactly. (laughs) Timmy and the Philly fanatic. Oh, uh, that is, uh, that's, I mean, Tim was kind of a fanatic too, right? (laughs) (laughs) In many ways, yes. But still with a PH. (laughs) Right wing fanatic. Timmy McVeigh. <laughs> yeah, if only he'd been able to perfect his hot dog gun. Uh, why do I keep saying hot dog? <laughs> like that's the second time I've mispronounced hot dog. <laughs> I, I like, uh, oh man, just like a uh, hot dog gun. That sounds so. It uh, really sounds like fun. Yeah, <laughs> even more than a t-shirt cannon. Oh wow, there's no comparison. Yeah. It's a hot dog gun. Man. <laughs> it's a hot dog gun. I think that's a fair compromise to the issue of uh, having like armed guards at at a school. It's just arm them with hot dog guns. <laughs> yeah, all the cafeteria ladies get arm the teachers with hot dog like guns. Semi-automatic hot dog guns. <laughs> <laughs> the Philly. Fa- what I also love is that at no point do any of the news stories break character and refer to the Philly fanatic as a man inside of a costume. <laughs> Like, who has his own name? Like, it's just like the wow. suspect, fanatic, comma, Philly. <laughs> well, to be fair, the New York Times did refer to him as Mr. Fanatic. Right. Well, Philip Fanatic. Philip Sorry, fanatic. Yes. <laughs> Philip Philly <laughs> Fanatic. Yeah. In, AKA. In the quote, in the quotation. Deadspin also notes that the Philly Fanatic is uh, the most sued mascot in the majors. <laughs> really? So How do you not quantify that? His first uh, run in res- with the law. He's a recidivist. 
I should look up. Uh, okay, well, that's another great Google uh, search. Philly fanatic sued. Hate crimes. It's like the it's first... like nothing's fun. <laughs> He's just, he this, just... this article from 2010 in the Philly Inquirer calls him the big green litigation machine. Well, this has uh, this headline alone. Philly fanatic sued for allegedly shot putting woman into pool. <laughs> <laughs> So he has a history of violence yeah. against women. <laughs> we didn't realize this was a targeted shooting. Yeah, no. They couldn't find his manifesto heads after. They just weren't sure. Heads back to court. Yeah, this is, uh, yeah, most sued mascot heads back to court. Uh, this is from time.com. This was for the horse, uh, the, the, yeah. Uh, the claimant, Suzanne Pierce of Abington, Pennsylvania, is suing the fanatic for unspecified damages after it allegedly picked up a hotel. It. So the Philly fanatic <laughs> doesn't get. He's uh, a pansexual. <laughs> it allegedly picked up a lounge chair in which she was sitting and threw her into a pool at a hotel in July 2010. Pierce filed her lawsuit on Monday in Philadelphia. In her claim, she writes that she suffered shock, a herniated disc, and several other severe and permanent injuries to her head, neck, back, body, arms and legs, bones, muscles, tendons, ligaments, nerves, and tissues. So she suffered one of those uh, famous uh, full-body injuries. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's quite the... Um... <clears throat> Uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? When they list all of yeah. the, uh, that's just all the that's, stuff. That's all the stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, it, we get some names here, Charlie. Although two men share the duties of fanaticizing, Tom Burgoyne and Matt Mueller trade off wearing the suit. It is not clear that Pierce knows who was behind the mask on that day in July 2010. Her suit names both men as well as, quote, any currently unknown or unnamed individual who plays the role of the Philly fanatic. But they'll never break them because of the mascot omerta where like <laughs> yeah like just no one will ever be like i don't know who's lady i don't remember who was wearing the fanatic that day yeah. in, in this uh lawsuit from 2010 he was taken to, to philadelphia civil court by a 75 year old woman who claimed that he injured her knees yeah. when he climbed through the stands of the 2008 reading phillies minor league game and uh, the this guy's the fucking Harvey Weinstein of <laughs> yeah. professional baseball. The woman's attorney, John Spiker, said that this is like suing Santa Claus. <laughs> "Quote: I'm expecting him to come to a deposition, stick his stomach and his tongue out at me, and not say anything." I mean, that would be cool to do it I in mean, a suit. A that's a power to move. Take the stand in the suit. Yeah, yeah you, absolutely. And you get, yeah, you get him on the witness stand. It's like, so uh, how do you plead? <laughs> he just honks his nose. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I like that the time.com, they obviously have to bring some gravity to the end of the article. Uh, Bob Jarvis, the sports law professor who wrote the 2002 law review article, theorized that the fanatics litigation filled history may have something to do with his rotund size, writing that it's very ungainly, not like some mascots where the person in the suit has a lot of control. Because that sounds like what happened here. Oh, I just bumped into your chair in the suit and you fell into the pool. What would be awesome, though, is that we see the two guys who play them and that's just the shape of them. <laughs> the it's, exact it's, shape. It's really just, they're, just, they're just men shaped like bowling pins. Jarvis continues, the fanatic is fanatic. It's in his name. He has to walk around and do crazy things. 
because he's been around so long, he also has to keep topping himself. I want to see the Milos Forman uh, biopic uh, of the where like the Philly fanatic goes all the way to the Supreme Court <laughs> for his right to terrorize women. The people and versus Philly like, fanatic. I am a fanatic. <laughs> yeah. I just you guys got to see this image. It's unbelievable. This is from the New York Post. They actually wrote an article three days ago. The dark past behind the most dangerous mascot in sports <laughs> is the headline and then look at this picture (laughs) (laughs) he's walking out of hell yeah he's just like Stefan I don't know if you can see but it's just the Philly fanatic and he's like you can't really see but he's like walking out of flames (laughs) just flames all around him it would be funny if he took his uh, head off and it was Timothy McVeigh in there (laughs) (laughs) that's what he was sentenced to it's uh, yeah. He's, he it's the first line is the Philly fanatic is armed, dangerous, and known to have an affinity for violence. Uh, but yeah, there's been three more lawsuits in the 1990s. One of them for hugging someone too hard. Of course, Tommy Lasorda fist fought the fanatic in 19 uh, in the 1990s, which was great. Uh, just yeah. hopped on or Slim Fast. Just knocked him out. Are you guys old enough to remember the Tommy yeah. Lasorda Slim oh, Fast? Absolutely. Okay. Have you you've seen this, Charlie, before? I have Lasorda not. comes out and uh, the fanatic gets on his ATV and Lasorda just like pulls him off. It's just outstanding. I mean, he does have kind of an effigy of Lasorda, so that kind of does make a little bit of sense. It's like but... a ventriloquist dummy of Lasorda. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so Lasorda's taking his ATV away. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. This seems like the most fun job. Yeah, no, this is, then this, then it gets real. Lasorda's not having any of this stuff. He's like, get out of here. I thought he was going to punch him more. I remembered it being more violent than that. (laughs) (laughs) And then he He threw a ball at him. him. (laughs) Or a ball, rather. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great stuff. I mean, it's gotta like that's gonna be a low point in anyone's life when you get fat shamed by the Philly fanatic. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough, it's a tough place to be. Well, uh, the Philly fanatic might not be able to defend himself on the stand, uh, but that is not the case for the subject of our clip of the week this week. That's a great segue. Uh, Number one overall pick in the NFL draft, Baker Mayfield of the Cleveland Browns, was a guest on Colin Coward's show this week and was accused of, uh, I guess, not uh, being a team player, not having the team spirit, not, uh, not celebrating with his teammates after he scores touchdowns. Based he on pa- he passed in this case, yeah. Yes, passed the touchdown. Passed for a touchdown. Yeah, uh, and he did not take kindly to this accusation, as we will hear in our clip of the week. Saw this, and I'm like, oh, Baker, you play in Ohio State. I watched every snap. You were, you know, gloriously talented guy, right? And then I see this play right here. Now watch this, Baker, and you throw a touchdown. And instead of, now, I don't like this. I'm gonna tell you right now. How come you're not what? Where are you going? Where are you going over there? Our band is over there, our student section's right there, and then straight back to our sideline. What about your team? Did you watch the rest of the game? I watched the whole game. You did? So you saw me celebrate with my teammates like the three touchdowns before that too? I don't like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. You pulled the one clip of me running right there to our fans and people that traveled well to that game, first of all, and then you didn't show the rest of the clip of me going to our sideline? No, no, no. You go, well, you no. have to go to the sideline. You You're didn't. not going to go to you a didn't. hospital. Well, where are you going to go after the touchdown? You're not going to go... Well, you're acting like I just ran away from everybody. Well, you did, but then you came back and circled to the sideline. This is a, what is it, a five-second clip? 
of your showing me, and then I'm off the screen right there? I'd like you to be with your teammates. Uh, watch the rest of the game. I was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know you went back to the sideline. No, no, no. I'm, go Watch the other touchdowns. I got very excited on that one. So you think my accusation that this doesn't this isn't the fact great. I feel like you're going for the fact that I'm not a team guy. I'm selfish. Is that what you're shooting at right here or what? Um it is a no, I don't think that. I think you I think sometimes your judgments just a tad off and I think the NFL's a judgment league cuz the, the game is so fast. Mm-hmm. You have to make the windows get really really tight and really really small. You got to make decisions really really fast. In college, you got that Orlando Brown guy, got a little yeah. more time. I don't love that decision. I don't love it. The celebration? Do you I, see what people do in the league now? Celebration-wise? Hip thrusting, not a fan. Not a big fan of hip thrust. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't like when Antonio Brown's doing that stuff. I'm not into it. You know what? Can, have you, do you have your celebration? Uh, no, I have nothing. I have nothing. You're just going to give the ball to I, Apparently, I think I need to just run away. <laughs> <laughs> what percentage of football commentary is disavowal of homoeroticism? <laughs> like it feels like everything that they do with like you, you cannot make these guys happy like oh definitely if not. they if they sell it like if they're black and they celebrate then it's like their hip-hop style yeah they're, players, thugs. they're, they're thugs. thugs act like you've been there before uh but then also if they don't if they don't do anything that's yeah. like and, it, and it's just to me it just feels like it's these guys who can't wrap their heads around like I spend my day watching men do incredible things with their bodies and I just need somehow to like the, the, bring them down to me the, there's just something that like like it's like like they're playing with them like like toy soldiers or something like right like it, it, what kind of uh well it's definitely that sense you get from coward like i i loved this clip i was i was the one who posted First of all, i thought gr- that was bill Hader when you put it on <laughs> i thought we were watching a skit it was it was so crazy like i just love that baker mayfield he's a young guy brand new draft pick to the nfl gives yeah. it just gives it to him i mean i love that but there's definitely this sense of like that cowherd paints himself like you say charlie like he basically paints himself as like better than like better than him like well, i don't like that i don't i don't like what you're doing i'm there. the authority like, on football and i gotta say i don't like that yeah but i also wouldn't have liked it if you'd done anything different from that if you did the yeah. hip thrust i don't like that either yeah. yeah i don't like hip thrusting i'll be the first one to say it don't like it so i just want you to come out and say i want to thank cowherd <laughs> Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, the fact that, I mean, how is it that every Jewish person to enter um, show business felt like they had to change their name, but a guy named Cowherd doesn't take a stage name? <laughs> <laughs> and just like, what a reach also to try and tie that into, this is going to affect your play as a player. Yeah. Because you're, if you if your decision making in that moment to go it's celebrate with the league. fans, it's a judgment league. Yeah. Then I don't know if you're going to make the right decision when it comes to picking your receivers. <laughs> it's not like the NBA where you don't have to worry about the choices you make. <laughs> yeah, the NHL yeah. is not about judgment at all. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> not it's about a, decision making. Not even close. It's yeah. a judgment league. It's all about tight windows. The, the window gets tighter. And then he also like shits on the college guy who was like pass rushing. You're like, oh, college. You got this Orlando Brown guy. He doesn't fucking do anything. He sucks shit. This isn't the, this isn't professional baseball where you yeah. can just shoot a woman in the face with a sausage <laughs> gun. <laughs> I don't know what you guys think this is. <laughs> Oh man, great oh. stuff! Uh, thumbs yeah. up, thumbs up, Baker. I love that. Uh, I love that shit. And uh, yeah, Ste- big thumbs up to Baker Mayfield there. That was fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Stefan, I- why aren't you celebrating with these guys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you asshole. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, podcasting. Is a it's a judgment medium. <laughs> I know. I, I was off celebrating uh, with my Twitch streamer uh, uh, co-host, uh, Rob. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, they're over there. Their fans traveled well. <laughs> yeah, traveled well. Yeah. That was his only. And, and I mean, you know, he's shooting from the hip, so you got to give him that. But traveled well. They traveled well, man. The band came out. Yeah. The band came. They traveled well. Just suddenly he had like a little kind of Shakespearean like, yeah. and went and saw fans while traveling. Traveled and burst. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my well. lady good travels. <laughs> we will go from there into our top three questions of the week. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? <laughs> Murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. Anything good in the mailbag this week, John? Uh, I mean, we got a few good. We got a few good ones here. Uh, this first one, I feel like this is good because I think we can both include Charlie in the debate. Uh, and he can also kind of be a bit of a judge here. An arbiter. Uh, an arbiter, will. if you will. Indeed. Uh, this comes in from Josh Custodio. Good, uh, good friend of the show. Uh, and he writes, if the three of you were dropped into a remote forest for a month with no supplies, who would survive and who would die and why? I would die first. I would die within like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> an hour. What would happen in no an hour? I would fall down. I would trip on something. I would eat a mushroom. I mean, just there's a laundry list of... <laughs> yeah. I would do something stupid, and I would I would pay the ultimate price for it. Could we so. not work together? Are we are we being airdropped into separate spots? I would on imagine the it's separate. I well maybe not. I don't know. It doesn't really say. It just as if the three of you were dropped into a remote forest. Okay. I'm, I'm, maybe this is like a Lord of the Flies situation where eventually one of us murders yeah, the other. Yeah, I think the implication yeah. here is that you turn on each other. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It, that it starts from a place of teamwork. Yeah, I mean, I think there's no question in a Lord of the Flies scenario, I am Jack, and uh, I will have an army of kindergartners who will do my bidding. So John still has that thing where he mixes up elements of Lord of the Flies and Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> or Recess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I have the Ashleys uh, on my yeah. side. Randall it, is know. my herald. So he gets big, he gets well, I guess they're not players. kindergartners, but he does have younger kids. Jack, he's got all the that's young. That's true. Yeah, they, yeah. They're a little I guess younger. they're not kindergartners. That's true. Yeah. In my mind, they were kindergartners, but yeah, I guess that's you're right. They're not. Um, the uh, um, 
Uh, yeah, because he <laughs> Lord has, like, of the Flies is there with the Agatha Christie book, where for a brief period when they try to make things less racist, yes. they would take the N word out of a book, but then put the word Indian in. Yes. Oh, so, so Lord of the Flies has There's that a lot of famous Indian, yeah. uh, um, exchange where um, Piggy says, uh, "At least Jack's not running around like a bunch of painted N words like you." And then they were like, well, "We can't give this to." kids it's racist so then he said uh, at least he's not running around like a bunch of painted indians like you that's above board yeah uh but In 1950s uh britain <laughs> yeah um, william golding won a pulitzer for that too for, but it was a Pulitzer for racism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That we didn't uh, we didn't yeah. make that clear. That's what the Pulitzer is. It is a prize for racism. <laughs> right. Famously banned by the Kamloops School Board. Also, Lord of the Flies, just like Indian in the cupboard. No, oh, I have no idea. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> so okay, uh, you all three. I'm trying to judge. I'm trying to adjudicate this. Yes, yeah, uh, you're, you're arbiting because, like, I mean, we could imagine a scenario like John, where John, John. Like the advantage is that you bring a sort of wide array of various flavored mineral waters into the <laughs> That's true. I just have some LaCroix in and, tow. Yeah, and so like the the question for me is like, do you share, do you constantly share, or is it a point where like you start off like, yeah, everybody can get in on the LaCroix, but then it's like, no, now we start rationing and that's where trouble starts. I also feel like his his curly knowledge of rocks would give him the edge in terms of like making some kind of stone structure to sleep in at night. Yeah, that's definitely what you do. Yeah, when you know you're how the, the rocks forest. are going to curl in, in the forest, uh, surrounded yeah. by trees and brush. I'm building my house out of stone. Yeah, <laughs> just in case the big bad wolf comes by. That's how you know, like yeah. right in curling, it's important to know which stones are the are the load bearing ones, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. Uh, they're not definitely all made out of granite from the exact same quarry. That's not what it is at all. It's a totally different thing. Um, so a lot of people don't know that about curling, but that's a true fact. <laughs> they're, they're all the stones weights. No, they all come from the exact same quarry. It's all Ielsa Craig granite. Ielsa Craig. Yeah, that's the name of the quarry in Scotland. And so, what's gonna, like how much is left of this quarry? It is uh, a lot of it's going to curling rocks. It's they there was there was I would have to assume <laughs> <laughs> I said a lot of it, as though I didn't just assume that There's, all of the there was a legitimate concern that it would run out and then we would have no more curling rocks, or we would have to source it from somewhere else. But as yeah. far as I know, that has not happened yet. And I don't know what the time limit is. We can close that window so it, it stops raining that. hard out yeah, there. Yeah, it is. Holy shiz, man. Um, with, okay, so within the reality of the question, do we know that this is going to elapse at the end of 30 days? Or is it just like 30 days later, like an error? Yeah, we. I don't think we know. Like I think we're preparing, we're preparing to survive. Forever. Period. Yeah. Uh, Again, I'm, I'm dead within about 45 minutes. Right? I yeah, so it's the two of you, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think we all die, most likely. I don't know that I know enough to survive in the woods for 30 days. Well, you would... I don't know that I know enough. You would have to drive... I like that I looked at you like you were going to be like, <laughs> yeah. nah, man, you can do it. Well, I'm going to... Oh, I thought you were looking at me for the knowledge yeah. that you needed. Because the first you... thing you got to do is dry out... Um, Strips of Stefan. Yeah, I would. I, yeah, I was yeah, going to say like, Stefan's corpse. <laughs> yeah, would keep me alive that's like Swiss be, Army yeah, Man. That's going to be the key. Yeah, is don't, is don't. So that's why you guys have to hope that he doesn't. It's not like a poison mushroom. You're hoping for a fall. 
okay. is what takes yeah. Stefan. As they might, as, I mean, realist, you should just kill me, I think, is what you should do. I mean, we right? could. Yeah. I mean, shoot him with a hot dog. Gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of meat on those bones, though. That's no, a, that's a problem. Uh, I'm working on it, but uh, yeah, no, it's it it's it's not good. Yeah, we're not I, we're not going to survive off your meat for very I long. I think I need like no. your farting body to propel me out to sea. I'm pretty sure that's what happened in that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Swiss Army yeah. Man. I was going to say, yeah. yeah, okay, that was the Daniel Radcliffe one. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> there's, um, <laughs> there's just nothing that that corpse can't do in that movie. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I say, I don't, I don't know that the corpse is really going to help us a whole lot. I could use them for shelter, maybe. In what way? Oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. what fucking way are you? You just put his sternum over top of my head. Yeah, there you go. I feel like. Oh, cool. You can build an umbrella out of stuffing. It's <laughs> a real great shelter you've got there. And put some fronds on top of them, too. Jesus what I'm learning from this exercise is that Justin Lo- knows literally nothing <laughs> about building shelters. Like, <laughs> like that he feels that curling will give you the inside knowledge on how to build like a rock fort. <laughs> because because it's the same word as rocks. <laughs> and then the feeling that like Stefan's sternum is what will keep him safe. <laughs> I mean, all the bones. Day, yeah, if you were to cut him open like the tauntaun, like that, I could see that. But not sternum. That's too violent for me. Sternum umbrella. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like if I had to kill either one of you and use your bodies, uh, I would be, I'd be squeamish. I'd be, pu- I'd be puking. I, I wouldn't want to, and I wouldn't want to do it either. You don't want to. Oh, that's me. big of you, man. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you don't want to cut me open and sleep inside me. Are I, you sure? I definitely don't want to sleep inside you. I mean, I'll tell you that right now. I that, thought the smell was bad on the outside. <laughs> I didn't say that. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, Luke Skywalker did. Is that was did he say that? Yes. Oh, when he gets into the Tauntaun? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, that is a real line. Mm-hmm. I don't know Star Wars. It's stuff. from the extras. Well, it might be Han Solo when he like rescues him. I think it is a Han Solo line. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, it doesn't feel in character for Luke. I was gonna say <laughs> Luke <laughs> smells bad in this fucking Tauntaun. <laughs> yeah. You should see the inside of his fucking nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> famous. Uh, yeah, that famous Luke Skywalker famous Luke line. Skywalker line. <laughs> All right, so if Stefan dies immediately, I think Charlie, what you're saying is I die shortly afterwards. I gotta, I gotta, I'm gonna call this one for John. I, yeah, I right. think the 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 mineral water, but well, <laughs> <laughs> that I just have it's just in this scenario. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he had a backpack. He knew yeah. it was coming. Josh said well, no supplies, but I'm just so and known the, and the curling, uh, <laughs> curling knowledge. I just think, yeah, it's gonna come up a lot, like what he can slide closest to things. The- you know his shelter's going to be clean. The guy sweeps all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not good at anything else. So <laughs> thank goodness I'm good at curling. Yeah. I knew when I was learning to curl, I thought this is the sport that's closest to survival. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you okay. could join the scouts or you could curl. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's basically the same. Uh, okay, uh, question two, 200 pointer. This is... I mean, I feel bad that Charlie has to be here for this, but it is episode 150, and this is a <laughs> very real... This is your re- sesquicentennial podcast. That's right. This is a very real good show-esque question from at Matt Rainus, who's, uh, as we've said, been been in this 
quite a few times. He's now up to 800 points, so he's in sole possession of third place. You all compete in a Seinfeld-esque contest with a million dollars on the line. The objective, go as long as you can without pooping. How long do each of you think you could last, and who wins? Here's an inversion scenario. I think Stefan goes, I think yeah. Stefan takes the no poop. Oh, you think no, so? No. For sure. No, Stefan no. poos way more than, Stephen, than any of us. No, no, no. I can hold it in, though. In fact, I had a problem as a child where I would hold it in. So did I. I. Well, I didn't hold it in, but I, I had actual medical. Like, I have constipation. Not okay. now, well, but as a kid. Yeah, So, but this was under my control. This was, I was, I was calling the shots, and I was saying, I'm not pooping. This was your body. That was a, a medical thing. That's completely, that's totally different. This was me saying, this I don't want to poop. Legit anal retention. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. So... And I believe if I if I had to, I could bring back that skill. Uh, it's 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 laying dormant. It's it's still there. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I think I could go like two weeks without shitting. Two weeks. That's you'd probably die. You are eating Los Angeles fast food and having diarrhea almost every day. Okay, so. no, I had I had <laughs> diarrhea today and yesterday. And Friday. It's not almost every day, okay? Yeah, that is that's every three day. Days in a row. Three of the last four. Oh, no, that's three of no, the last three. three, of the last three. three yeah. It's three in a row. But before that, I hadn't, I hadn't had diarrhea uh, since uh, Thursday. I was in Las Vegas last Saturday. So, so like, well, a week ago, less than a week. Okay, so I, I think, again, if I, if I changed my diet or just didn't eat very much stuff, I think I could do it. To be fair, I, you could eat the least and survive the longest because you yes. are small and probably have the smallest appetite. I, but I, re, I legitimately, I think it would be close. I mean, I don't know about your anal retention thing, uh, but like, I am very like, how many BMs do you have a day? I mean, I think that's we got to start there. Well, or we could stop way before it. I mean, that's the other option. Two a day, one in the morning, one at one at night. Oh, Stefan, I've completely misjudged you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He's a she's a, got some problems. I'm like one a day, if that. Well, that's also gross. <laughs> you, there's one proper answer, one shit per day. That's what I'm saying. One or less. No, you or less. Throw in the or less. Or less as becomes that's a problem. Just a natural. Like I was in Seattle um, a couple months ago and walked past this place that was uh, like they sold condos, like a condo yeah. marketing, and the sign said uh, units from under four hundred thousand dollars to one million plus. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like, oh, so all the numbers? <laughs> so, units from set infinity? Like yeah. every number in the world is either less than three, $400,000 or $1 million plus. Uh, so you can't just slip like, yeah, that's what I said. The normal amount of shit is once a day or not at all. <laughs> I didn't say or not at all. <laughs> I meant like, I meant like I will have days where I don't. Yeah, which is gross. Which is as gross as his. <laughs> Why is two, that a, gross? two a day is fine. Two a day is fine. I can't help it. I feel like it's some days I just don't have to. It should be once every day. You think so? Okay. No matter what. Justin, Justin, what's your what's your daily routine? That's about one a day or so, though. Lately, okay. So I, no, you, I will say, I will say, I will say. You said about and or so. I will, <laughs> I will say. Of late, over the last two weeks since I've been doing the morning show, 
I drink about five coffees between the hour of like 4.30 and 10 a.m. That's too many. And then at about like 2 p.m., that's a big problem. So. <laughs> Did you have to adopt the Italian cartoon accent? So, that's a big problem. <laughs> Then by about 2 p.m., that's a big problem. But I would say it has about the same effect as, like, Stefan's Del Taco intake. So I'm probably out of this as Oof. well. Uh, see, okay, so, so, but Charlie, you haven't weighed in on whether, how long. I have, so I have told you, an adult man should <laughs> shit once a day. Yeah, but for a million, how long do you think you could go? Oh, how, a couple hours. Like, I, <laughs> no, I mean, um, no, I'm not winning any shit contest. Right, okay, so you're I'll just, you you're much. not going to hold it in. You got to go, you got to go, you don't care if there's a million on the line. What's going to happen is every like I'll wake up. It's so it depends on when, because I I poop once a morning. Okay, and that's so it. you're a morning guy. Yeah, that must be nice. I don't. I'm not a morning. It guy. It is a nice way. To start I'm a from. Today. I'm a from home after work. As soon as I get home from work. So you you've got it with you all day. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess yeah. Oof. See, this is what I'm saying. I can hold it. I think I'm taking home this mill, but it'll be close between <laughs> well, me and Sounds seven. like no, you're taking I, home a shit at the end of every day. <laughs> is what it sounds like. Well, I, I guarantee. I, mean. I guarantee I would win. I'm just I'm throwing it down as a guarantee. Well, I would if there's mean, a listener out there that wants to put up a million, uh, hey, well, I'll, I'll do it anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so you're one. I'll doesn't do it for matter. a thousand, honestly. <laughs> as soon as you hit, that has been looking for an excuse to stop shitting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're so you're saying like if we started after you'd last 24 hours, and then you just once you wake up in the morning, it's happening. Yep. No matter what. Like once I've moved around a little bit, then it's that's it. Yeah. Okay. Well, Stefan, I guess it's down to you and me. Yeah. Uh, this last question comes in from someone who's never competed before, <laughs> and it's very funny that we were talking about <laughs> Italian accents because <laughs> I don't. But a bing. Because I don't know if this is their real name, but if it is, their name is Nico Garbaccio. <laughs> oh fuck! I love that. Yeah, great name, and uh, I assume it's their real name. And uh, they write in with this question. In what? Hey, when are you gonna poop? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bigger problem. Uh, My in- question is, sister, why must the good food taste so bad? <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. That's a great old poll. What was that an ad for? Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee. And then right. she kicks him out of the orphanage, <laughs> and he says, "One day, children everywhere are gonna thank me." That's right. Oh, wow. It's actually a real, like, so Boyardi is an Italian name. B-O-Y-A-R-D-I. D-I, yeah. But he's Boyardi. Right, because. Hey, I'm Boyardi. Yeah. <laughs> Boyardi. Yeah, because the real chef Boyardi was they a Brooklyn construction yeah. worker. I'm making the ravioli, see ya. <laughs> they changed it at Ellis Island. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo, your name is Beefaroni Boyardi. <laughs> uh, okay, the question is, in what sport would Neil deGrasse Tyson be the most insufferable as a TV commentator? Oh, wow. That it's got to be baseball, right? Yeah, baseball's that, that, got the most blank space. And, and it also, ha- yeah, so there's a lot of room for him to talk, but there's also like a lot of like the unwritten rules of baseball and like the code. And you know he would he would be harping on that all the time, you know, because it was it's not written down, it's not like on paper, it's not a it's not a real rule, you know. This yeah. is a really so, good question, right? That's what that I'm saying. is. Uh, I guess physics kinds of kind of plays into literally every sport. 
But uh, yeah, I feel like he'd be talking about like ball trajectories. The trajectory of the hot dog gun. (laughs) (laughs) What a lot of people don't know is that duct tape adds a lot of centrifugal force to the hot dog cannon. No, I think so. Maybe he'd be most insufferable in uh, uh, baseball, but I would actually love like I think his powers could be used. His pedantic powers could be used for good as a hockey commentator because hockey commentators talk so much bullshit about like, Oh, four one. That's the most dangerous lead in hockey. Like, <laughs> like it's all magic thinking intangible. Yeah. And so if he would, and he, if he would just go like, Oh, that's nonsense. What you're saying is nonsense. You're right. Actually. That like, would be like so. There's would no complete... such thing as an intangible. Everything <laughs> yeah. is tangible. Yeah. He would just be like, no, that, that no four one. That's a better lead than three. <laughs> one. One. <laughs> yeah. uh, like just yeah. by, uh, it's f- like that Brian, Regan bit about must win games where they're, <laughs> where they're like, uh, well, you're down three, nothing. Would you call tonight a must win game? Nope. <laughs> uh, nope. We can, uh, we can lose tonight. We can lose tomorrow too. Yeah, we can, uh, we, we can actually lose the next night too. But then when it's three, three, yeah, that's, that's a must win game. That's a seven game series. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, um, I mean, I'm going to go with, I, I agree. There are definitely hockey commentators. As soon as you said that, that I like actually pictured in my mind of being like, God, that would be nice if they would just shut them down. Uh, but I think the most insufferable for sure, because it's both the sport combination and him is golf. Oh yeah. Mm. Cause yeah. there's so many unwritten rules of golf. There's almost the same amount of blank space as baseball. And when you're talking trajectories, the physics, all that shit that you'll be talking about the balls, the number yeah. of dimples. Except again. And I'm going to, I'm going to come off sounding like a pro DeGrasse Tyson. Yeah. Which you, I'm, you, I'm not, you but are. You're he occasionally like- does have something insightful to say about, uh, the history of racism in the United States. Okay. And I feel like he could make a lot of golf games very uncomfortable as well. <laughs> okay, that's Because he would say like, oh yeah, did you know that this <laughs> club wasn't desegregated until 2011? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. So, so again, I'm going to have to... There, right. I, I really think that maybe what um, Mr. <laughs> Boyardi... Garbaccio. <laughs> Mr. Garbaccio uh, has stumbled upon is that this is the one thing he needs to do. Is, is sports become a sports commentator and just to shut down the the like blowhards that are on there already. Yeah, well, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, but baseball again. Like, I, I'm I'm picturing like the play by play guy being like, "That ball is out of here," and you'll get DeGrasse Tyson being like, "Well, it's still in the stadium. It's like, that guy's, that guy's holding it. <laughs> it's out of it's That's out of where all the way downtown. <laughs> well, actually, this uh, stadium was built in the suburbs in the middle of the." <laughs> 1970s. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with Seth in baseball. Yeah, that's where he's most insufferable. Okay. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just that example alone is really good. I'm trying to think of like <laughs> trying to think of like what the golf equivalent is. Oh like, man. Oh, but somebody could just say, Oh, they gotta give 110% and then he'd have like an aneurysm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For sure. Well, that's it's actually impossible to give 110%. That's uh, not a correct value that doesn't uh, exist. Yeah, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what the golf equivalent would be. Like that ball's in the hole. Well, I mean, it's not really a hole per se. 
It's just. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, did that Neil deGrasse Tyson impression take seven days to come up with because it was weak. <laughs> I think you'd be very good in golf, though. Like I think that would be a strength, like Charlie pointed out, and also, of course, with golf. And speaking of bad Italian accents, he'd have a lot to say about the grass. Boom. And so what? That's good, Charlie. You're just gonna you're just gonna let that go. So again, no. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Like I just have to sit here. You make fun of me. But in what way was is it not really (laughs) all? (laughs) <laughs> like, that's what I'm struggling with. You're, of well, course no. it's all. It's not. <laughs> like, and there are so many options. You'd be like, oh, it's a birdie. Like, like golf has so right, many things yeah, that yeah, aren't yeah. literal. An eagle. <laughs> like, well, it's not really a ball, <laughs> per se. <laughs> but the grass, the grass, hey. <laughs> Hey, if you're gonna like every time they get down to get the ball, he goes, Hey, you know what he's doing right now? He's gonna kneel on the grass. Oh my god, hey, he's bringing out the iron. Uh, no, actually, it's uh, the graphite shaft. So. Yeah, he said, like, uh, actually, this is not his eighth wedding anniversary. <laughs> He's bringing out the candy slush. I what other spot? Like what other sports have like notoriously like? There's nothing worse than hockey, and I'm not even a sports guy. And right. I know like hockey commentators, they're the fucking worst. Just dumbass. Like just that's what you're mean. Stupid, like, just... stupid. But just filling the screen with nonsense. Right. I feel, I feel like, Hockey's the worst for sure. I feel like Easily. basketball is right up there. Also, though, like a lot of people. I mean, we heard from Colin Coward earlier in the show, and Skip Bayless is of course famous for just being a contrarian for the sake of it. Right. Just like going again, like LeBron James is like one of the most gifted athletes of all time. Not just limited to basketball, I would say literally any sport. Right. But there are multiple high level, like top paid, like I don't want to, I don't want to say that there's like an elite commentariat, right? But like guys for sure. who in terms have, of their pay grade, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Guys who have staked their careers on being anti LeBron. Which at this right. point is the most asinine position you can hold. It's not rooted in reality at all. Yeah. But also he's not like Kanye. Like there's not a subjective like there no. are objective criteria by which LeBron James can and has been evaluated. Exactly. Like at a certain point you've just made the wrong call if you say he's no good. And they will never give up. Yeah. Like Skip Bayless, especially. There's nothing that LeBron can do to impress Skip Bayless. Even when he gives him a compliment, it comes from like a backhanded place. Or like we pointed out a couple weeks ago, he said like, oh, you know, he's going to come back and win this series because I believe in him. And then he didn't. And he was like, fuck you for failing me. I believed in you. (sighs) Which he never really believed in him. He just wanted to come down on him after he failed again. Who, who contrarily are the, would you say like boxing? Is that the highest level of actual knowledge to commentary ratio? Like, 
I mm. feel like boxers, like boxing commentary covers a lot of airtime and tends to actually contribute to your understanding the, of what yeah. you're seeing. I think the thing with boxing is that a lot of people who watch boxing don't know anything about boxing. That's true too. So it so I think that there's that kind of you're you can almost assume you're speaking to an audience that doesn't know that much about what you're talking about. So you can be a little bit more pedantic and you can be yeah. a little bit more but, but I also like, as opposed to something like basketball or football or whatever, where you assume that people who are watching it either played it or they've been watching it their whole lives yeah. or whatever, you know? And the most high level boxing commentator is more Ronaldo probably at this point. And mm, yeah, maybe. I mean, he called the Mayweather McGregor fight. He does yeah. all the fights for Showtime for Showtime. Yeah. And he's super informed. And I feel yeah. like does a great job of getting that across. I guess, go, I guess well. boxing is the sport that is least like the movie version of itself. Right. So it has to be explained more yeah. to like, cause if you've seen a pretend box, like if you've seen a pretend baseball game, that is kind of what they're yeah, really like. Yeah, you get it. You get it. But a but pret- pretend Creed. boxing just looks nothing like yeah, boxing. No. no, exactly. Yeah, you're right. I yeah, it's I, it's a good question as far as like what the best commentators are. I don't know the answer to that because a lot of them too. It's like uh, the thing with boxing that might make it a bit better is that a lot of times the other sports are commentated by ex players who yeah. aren't that smart. Like they're right, you know they're right. ex players. They're idiots, kind of. They dropped out of high school yeah exactly but in boxing it can't be ex-players because they've all died (laughs) that that actually could be the way in which neil degrasse tyson could ruin um could ruin boxing commentary is by just like pointing out like what's gonna happen to all these guys like like just what the impact of cte yeah exactly and then i also think if you got to throw in the just the name confusion of people confusing him with mike tyson oh yeah uh, maybe boxing should be in the mix they would definitely think he's related yeah yeah because they'd be like oh and his eyes roll back into his head there what's actually happening is his brain is shutting down (laughs) (laughs) you can tell that there has been seven to ten neural pathways that have been damaged <laughs> on that one punch alone. 18 years from now, he is more probable to drive his SUV off of a cliff. <laughs> yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll kill his whole family in a rage that uh, even he doesn't understand. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I don't think there's any topping that, so we should go from there into everyone's favorite segment, because it means we're on the home stretch, the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, I like uh, a, vid- a video game. I bought it today. I played it for like five hours. I bought it this morning. Uh, it's a JRPG, uh, which I'm trying to get into. And it's, it's called uh, Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. Uh, and it's kind of action-based. It's very much like playing, um, you know, uh, uh, studio... Uh, I'm going to pronounce, pronounce it wrong. G-H-I-B-L-I. Oh, Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. Ghibli, yeah. What, however you say it, it's like playing a movie, 
from them. Okay. But, wow. Uh, and so it's it's very beautifully animated. It's 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 charming. It's it's adorable. Uh, very good uh, gameplay. The combat is fun. It's not like turn based. It's like action combat. Um, there's also you're you're kind of building like a town, so it's like a resource management thing too. Uh, there's also a bit of like real time strategy involved. And yeah, I played. I'm gonna. Uh, this game is gonna destroy me. I've I've already put in. I think six hours actually today. So oh, wow. will I ruin yeah. the podcast? But if I ask what a JRPG is, Japanese RPG. Yeah, well, I was so just like, guessing. I didn't know either. Yeah. So, like, really? so, so like Final Fantasy or like Chrono Trigger or something like that. But what is JRPG? Um, Japanese role playing game. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Oh yeah. So JRPG really that. was yeah. good for Japanese. Yeah, Japanese I thought that was RPG. Just a, wow. Oh, you thought I was just doing a bit? Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. you know, the famous yeah, John Cullen. <laughs> Pick an ethnicity, slap it onto an acronym. It's like J-pop. Because <laughs> when I asked him what IHOP stood for, he told me yeah. it was the Iranian House of Pancakes. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's, it's actually the Italian House of Boyardees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is a consistent thing where if someone is racist against a group that uh, starts with a vowel, they'll pronounce it as a yeah. long vowel. Italian. Italians, Iranians, yeah. Iraqis. Yeah. Maybe it's just eyes. And no, Arabs. Yeah, Arabs. That's yeah. a big yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Who was it? Uh, oh, that was actually Josh uh, Custodio that pronounced it Italian, and I was trying to tell him that that was racist, and he was like, how is that racist? Because he just grew up in a Portuguese household, and that's just what they said, Italian. And I'm like, no, that's like a racist pronunciation of that. And he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, oh, no, it definitely is. That's for sure. Itais. Itais. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we, You know, I mean... Japanese role playing game. So yeah. what is I it? I think about- it would be great if they extended that to consonants as well. Uh, those Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> well, it didn't take long, but he erased the crime of it's not really a hole. <laughs> brought me back over to team color. <laughs> Japanese. <laughs> I mean, he is right. It does sound extremely racist. Japanese. I couldn't tell you why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking Seubens. <laughs> it's true. It sounds. Yeah, because it's always it's the context too, right? It's like, yeah. Oh man. Although you know who like loves the system is Egyptians because you can't fuck with you just go Egyptians. <laughs> They're like that's just our name. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like both times you've done this show, you've done like at least six accents. Yeah. Do, do a lot of character work. <laughs> That's just their name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the real irony of that for astute listeners is that um, Egyptians don't, their word for Egypt sounds nothing like Egypt. It's, right. They actually, they call Egypt Masr. Right. So to be Egyptian is Masri. So it's like there's no, at no point would they ever go, that's just their name. Like it doesn't hold up as a joke. Right. Upon scrutiny. But in the moment. Thanks, Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It'd be funny if uh, if you like respected the culture enough to like to use their word for it, but you you still hated them a lot. Yeah, Emastris, Emastris. Oh 
or the uh, Nippon, right? That's the yes, other. Yes, that's the Japanese. Yeah. Oh. That to me is hilarious. That sometimes we'll use a country's name for themselves, and then other times we go like, Nah, yeah, we got a word for you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> like, Japan. Like, yeah. <laughs> don't worry. Germany, like they don't call. It's like nothing like it. Deutschland. 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 Yeah. And then the French call Germany. Alemang, like there's Alemania. no one even agrees to like hear what some of the sounds are gonna be. Yeah, no, they're just like this is what. Where are you Germans? Yeah, <laughs> and then the the, uh, the Deutschland screws me up too because it's either Holland or the Netherlands, but they're the Dutch. Yeah, where does that come from? And they got three. They're Holland, uh, the Netherlands, the Low Countries, and that's all one place. And there's an apocalypse. Well, doesn't there's the Low a- Countries include like Luxembourg? And oh, stuff? does it? No, you're right. You're yeah. right. That does. It does. But there's a there's an apocryphal story about uh, Stalin not knowing that Holland and the Netherlands were two different countries, and nobody wanted to or he tell thought, him. He thought they were two different countries. Yeah, he thought they were two different countries, and nobody <laughs> wanted to contradict him. Right, so they were just so when they drew maps, they just made it two. To, they just drew a slash <laughs> so like down the a, middle. So, yeah, I the, don't know. The northern parts Holland, the southern parts the Netherlands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, okay, well JRPG. So and is it just that the Japanese specialize in these? Like their role playing games are so different from other people's that they it's like it. a style. Yeah, it's a style. So it's turn based. It's uh, you have like p- parties of characters. Um, this is a bit of a different JRPG. It's not quite the same, but the, the classic one would be like Final Fantasy. Okay. Yeah, I went. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna make a really bad joke. <laughs> American so, RPGs are more action based, mostly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 That's totally. Absolutely. That's true. Those Americans. <laughs> <laughs> and are they called ARPGs? Yeah. <laughs> no. Or are they just called RPGs? Uh, an American RPGs rocket propelled yeah. grenade, I'm pretty sure. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's the normal. Uh, yeah, that's what I love about Americans is like, look, so we'll have like the Canadian Comedy Awards and they'll be like, we got the Comedy Awards. Yeah, absolutely. Or the World Series. I mean, that is the. They're the world champs. Like they go, like we got a subway series: New York Mets versus New York Yankees for the world, for the championship. world championship. Yeah, it's like when you used to like uh, we used to play street hockey against another subdivision. <laughs> <laughs> this is for the world championship: street versus street. Yeah, but the crazy thing about keeping calling it the World Series is like they play baseball everywhere. Yeah, like it's not a localized. Sport. But the players come from all over, though. That's true. Yeah. I think it's more just, I mean, to be fair, I do think that whoever wins the World Series is probably the best baseball team in the world at that time. I mean, if you took the other 29 teams and you made the best team out of those players, they could definitely kick the shit out of the team that won the World Series. Is that true? Because they always say that thing about, like, the Stanley Cup champions would beat the all-star team. No, if you took, if you, so like, okay, the Washington Capitals won the cup this year. If you took all the other 30 NHL teams and you made the best team you could, they would kick the shit out of the Capitals. Wouldn't even have to agree with it. It wouldn't even be close. Mm. Wouldn't even be close. Cause and especially in hockey, cause it's the thing with hockey, basketball might be the one and baseball where it's a bit of an equalizer because Chances are good if you've won the World Series or if you won the basketball championship, you've got a high-level player at every position, and they're capable of playing the whole game. Whereas hockey, you got four lines. 
So on That's a Stanley true. Cup winning team, your third and fourth line. But what about your intangibles? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> something you got to consider. Like, team, like, chemistry. Yeah, you know, team chemistry. Grit. Amount of time spent <laughs> eating that moxies together. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Justin, your one good thing? I don't, yeah. I don't know if I have one. Well, I would like to rescind a one good thing first. A couple weeks ago on this program, I recommended a video game called Far Cry 5, which I very much enjoyed at the time. And then I got to the end of it, and the ending was so nihilistic and just nullified the meaning in everything that I did in the game up to that point <laughs> that I have to say I do not recommend this game anymore wow. because I hated the wow. ending that much. Wow. Um... But I will recommend an album today. <laughs> Although I gotta tell you, I haven't listened to it all the way through. <laughs> Three weeks from now, the yeah. final track on this album. I must rescind my yeah. endorsement. So our song, ignore all the other songs. <laughs> we were just joking. <laughs> Uh, with the draft having been in Dallas on Friday, I had to listen to a bunch of kind of country music this week, looking for thematically appropriate songs to play uh, on Sports Talk Radio as we talked about the draft throughout the week, Dallas and Texas and all that stuff, uh, which I don't ordinarily ever listen to. Uh, and I stumbled upon a record which, John, I feel like you might have recommended, perhaps, or maybe you've spoken about this person before. Uh, the album is called Golden Hour. The artist is Casey Musgraves. I don't like it at all. Uh, I tweeted about how I didn't like it. Oh, really? How I couldn't understand why everyone likes it. To so me, the other way around. To me, it's like what it's it's like really what people say Taylor Swift is when she, when she was still a country artist. Right. I very much. It's I I would say it's a guilty pleasure, but I'm obviously broadcasting it to the world right now that I enjoyed this. So how guilty can it be? Uh, yeah, I really like this for some reason. I came back to it. Even non-research purposes when I was nah. done what finding the songs I was looking for. What did people say Taylor Swift was? I'm going to have, by the way, a stupid question for each of your sure. things. Where <laughs> That's a good I'll be like, what's a JPR what? And then I, so I don't know what people said Taylor Swift was. I don't know. Just that she was like this, uh, you know, I don't know. The, uh, like the crossover pop country ah. kind of star. And okay. just, you know, but she was going to bring country into the mainstream, but then she like obviously abandoned. Well, obviously, I don't know how familiar you are with Taylor Swift's discography. Well, I have a, f I do have a four and a half year old daughter. And so just like, she yeah, was like sense, down right. home and real. And she talked about real things or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. I don't get that impression from her early country music really at all. Hmm. But uh, I think it was more just the crossover. Like people just thought she was going to like save country. That that was going to be like she was going to bring country into the mainstream. Well, country is already the biggest biggest selling uh like it's literally the only genre of music that still moves records so yeah physical records yeah yeah because they don't have computers because old people still buy <laughs> no, them this is the thing like i like talking to friends in animation like that you have to make dvds in all the red states like yeah. where people stew and and like it's not as a as a like condescension or but like where people are shopping at walmart and, and like big box stores they, they do buy physical media so they buy dvds and so i'm not surprised actually at all to hear that uh, down there yeah. in alabama like yeah the, <laughs> the last country album that i recommended was chris stapleton traveler right. and then his follow-up record to that he put out as two albums like it was part one and part two and he put them out like six months apart and it was literally just to game the system yeah. If I'm already producing music in the top-selling genre, then why don't I just turn this into two records and make double the money? Makes perfect wow. sense to me. 
But yeah, I hate that that Casey Musgraves record. Well, I, I call I, her KAC. <laughs> I've been enjoying it. <laughs> Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves. I'm also going to recommend an album, and it's by a band called Rolling Blackouts Coastal Fever, which is a lot to say, but they're from Australia, so fucking who knows, you know? Uh, <laughs> a Australia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, the record's called hope downs and, uh, it kind of reminds me of like a, uh, it's kind of got a bit of a, like, like beach beachy strokes vibe is how I would like kind of describe it. It's like, uh, yeah, it's really great. I've been enjoying it. It's one of those ones, the sun's out windows down. Great record to listen to. That's about all I have to say about it. Rolling blackouts, coastal fever, hope downs. What's Australia? (laughs) (laughs) It's a prison colony. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Down there, they have a different name for it. <laughs> we call it Bougainville. It's uh, <laughs> the best I can do. I don't know. Sorry. Charlie? Oh, uh, well, you know what's funny? That um, Stefan mentioned Studio Ghibli. And, uh, and I realized that I weighed in as, with total confidence I, and then realized I had as much knowledge about how it's pronounced as... <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never heard anybody I say it. I said and I thought I really knew yeah. what I was talking about, too. <laughs> yeah. Not Ghibli. But uh, I just watched a bunch of, uh, like, I'm in a real Studio Ghibli... Um, uh, like, I watched that Pompoco about the raccoons with testicles. And... Uh, Should have seen the inside of their nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Those tauntauns. It is... It, it's it's straight up. It's the most fucked up movie I've ever watched. And I started watching it with my kid because I was is like, this an, "Is this anime?" Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And so I um, I was watching it with Josephine, who's four and a half, and because it's about these. You know, like I read the back and it was like this group of raccoons needs to save the forest where there's a mall being put in or like you know a development being put in. So I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like." Uh, like Ferngully. You know, yeah, it's very... And then it's... Japanese Ferngully. It's just like... It's fucking insane. It's about these shape-shifting raccoons, and they all have very visible testicles. Sure. And sometimes they inflate their testicles Hell up yeah. to like... But like, luckily, I like I picked up the movie like after she went to bed. Like, we only watched a couple of minutes of it together, and then... Uh, but it's like... I've just those Studio Ghibli, uh, and then I watched another one like something, The Wind Rises or something like that. About um, um, the autofill on Google is Pompoco Film, and then after that, Pompoco Balls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll go with um, Studio Ghibli as uh, as a tie-in. Uh, one good thing, or I mean, can I say my book? Can Please I say do it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my my book. It's about these raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> no, I. Um, <laughs> Uh, so uh, my book property values is um it's kind of a you know it's a good uh, summer read it's a crime story it's a crime comedy um it's set in vancouver it's about uh, you see in these nuts and that's the that's the least visible the testicles are at any I point can't, in I the can't movie. not see those nuts no. if you know what I yeah. mean. Yeah, but that's what they got see this is what yeah, they turn they into completely engorged. It's like, like they've got elephantitis. Elephantitis, exactly. Oh my god, those are the Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is like what was the uh sorry to cut off you plugging your own book to talk about these cartoon raccoon nuts. 
Yeah. What what was the like was it Totoro that was like the big flying uh raccoon thing? Was that the name of it? You know the thing I'm talking my, about? My neighbor Totoro. Yeah, yes. Totoro. Yeah. yeah, Totoro, whatever. But he's not know. a raccoon. Or whatever. He's he is. kind of a yeah, he's but just But to a me, Totoro. those balls look like Totoro. Like you could easily paint Totoro's like face on there and the balls could just be his tummy. I, I mean, know. in fairness, you could paint a lot of stuff on True. the surface of those balls. <laughs> of that area. <laughs> <laughs> like, to be fair. There's a lot I of I mean it's not a hole per se. <laughs> um, so anyway, please yes, just book. buy my book. It's a great, it's a great be. book. Thank it, you, thank you. I have plugged it on the show before. Oh, as my one good kind. thing a thank few you. weeks ago. Oh, that's uh, very sweet. Thank and you. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's excellent. And you, go ahead. You're talking. No, no, in, I'm not. No, I'm not going to. If it's already, if it's already been a thing, no, I don't no. want to do it. No, it's your book. Sure. So I um. Well, because I know you know you don't want to beat it over the head. If you've already no, talked be, about it. it, I um, beat it, baby. <laughs> I, uh, Come on, baby, beat uh, it, baby. The grass, oi! You know why I said oi? Yeah, oi. This is like the uh, um, just mixing up <laughs> yep. uh, ethnic stereotypes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oi! I gotta fry some rice over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, property values is it's a, it's a crime novel. It's about a uh, group of friends. One of them can't afford to stay in the house where he grew up, so they stage a drive-by shooting on the house to drive down the asking price, and then that gets them drawn into um, a an actual gang war that's raging over the course Would of you a call it summer. A- web of intrigue it's sort of a web of intrigues kind of a um it's a lot of webs yeah <laughs> a lot of webs a lot of holes <laughs> uh, you know um uh as the fellows mentioned it's been optioned for development as a feature film and uh uh so read it before so you can complain about what the movie got wrong that's my plan i've already got the website <laughs> yeah. property values the movie wrong <laughs> and that'll be the one movie john watches a year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's well known in this yeah. podcast i watch about five movies a year but i will absolutely watch that one well you'll well, probably do I some kind of like cool premiere some shit oh, i like look. that we're talking about this already yeah it's just like yeah because it's for sure said you've optioned it it's gonna get done what for sure. happens is once they decide to write something, they've pretty much locked in. Steven Seagal's going to read it. He's going to pass on it. He's yeah, going to yeah. come back with something else later that'll be like, value of property. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, in that yeah. one, the, they staged the drive by shooting on Steven Seagal's house, and then he just walks out and kills all the gang members, <laughs> yeah. and then it's over. They staged a yeah. drive by on the wrong property. Exactly. <laughs> There's not really a web of intrigue. It's uh, Steven Seagal killed kills everyone. <laughs> yeah, he's just sitting in a big chair and his big uh, line is he goes recliner. I barely know where. <laughs> Roll credits. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. We are recording, of course, in the Real Good Studio, so our roommates are no one. Our producer, the intrepid Daniel Cazetto. Daniel, thank you so much for your work. Uh, you can find the uh, blog with photos and videos of everything that we talked about, and oh boy, did we... We learned a lot today. I feel like we really ran the gamut. I learned what a JPRG was. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> 
and, gonna- and also what a JRPG is. <laughs> oh, did I get that wrong? <laughs> but you can find yeah, that. That's cool. Over I learned what a JPEG is today. It's <laughs> <laughs> everything that starts with J. Yeah. That's an abbreviation. It's fucking cool as shit, man. Realgoodshow.com is the website. If you want to support the show, and we would be honored if you did, you can head on over to patreon.com slash realgoodshow. We literally just recorded this month's mailbag episode, and it is a doozy. Uh, we got a guest for that one too. Chris James joined us for that. So you can find that uh, by kicking $5 towards the show over at patreon.com slash real good show. I know you just plugged the book, Charlie, but is there anything else you want to plug before we wrap up here? Uh, if you head over to uh, charliedemares.com, I now have a website. Oh, yeah. I saw you getting that rolling. Yeah, it's yeah. a big, big moment for you. I, uh, I don't know if you guys heard about the service uh, Squarespace. I don't know if you've heard any podcasts, <laughs> but that's what. Never, I do not. Yeah. I yeah. Not listen to uh, to other. Anyway, I got this new mattress. <laughs> <laughs> also, I don't really like grocery shopping, and uh, I want a good. I got a nice like colorful apron. apron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, but, I waited uh, on my digital scale. <laughs> yeah, but the, that's an old. That's an original. Yeah, poll. that is. That's a good poll. Thank you. But I. Uh, I also hate going to the post office. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I literally, I sat down. I filled out the Squarespace thing. It's like, well, I might as well. Everybody's always. And I got eight different uh, promo codes to choose from, and I did it like kind of in the middle of the night, uh, just like because I wanted. I was like, oh, I should get the domain, um, and then uh, forgot to put in any of the promo codes. So just uh, I'm the one guy who's ever paid full price for a Squarespace website. <laughs> Um, And uh, yeah, so uh, check it out at charliedemares.com. There's uh, adjust your expectations. It is literally just holding space in the internet. In the space is a square. (laughs) (laughs) It's not literally a hole. (laughs) Per se. (laughs) Is it even humanly possible to use per se in a non-pretentious... I don't think so. No. Uh, no, no, uh, no, I don't think so. Unless you have like a Swedish friend named Per, <laughs> like Par, like that's a popular Swedish <laughs> oh, name. Oh, is it? So you'd be like Par say, but then you would be stupid. Even then, you'd, then, be, an you'd idiot. be you'd be more like say Par. <laughs> yeah. What is in JPRG? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you really mangled the pronunciation of, of pussy and you said, pop, pop that per se. <laughs> pop that per But I think that's maybe, yeah. Yeah, that's the only way to say it without sounding like uh, the architect from the Matrix sequels. Yeah. 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 It's just a, a French guy saying the word purse. <laughs> okay. We got to end this. John, Stefan, anything you want to plug? I just offended Charlie's uh, heritage. <laughs> yeah. That's like, uh, that's how I learned the lesson of all these, like, maybe I got to stop doing accents. <laughs> Like, it actually hurts our feelings. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm just out here like, oh, check out my per se. <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing to plug, Justin. Nothing to plug. Uh, roast battle. No, it's the day that this comes out, Wednesday the 29th. Uh, I'm in Toronto doing shows 18th to 22nd of July. Nice at Yucks. At Yucks, yep. There you go. Check it out. I want to thank uh, Nick Greenison of uh, Peace Arch News as well for writing an article about us in the sure. magazine that they put out. Yeah, uh, Impulse. Yeah. 
Is that what it's called? Yeah, I meant to mention that last week and I forgot about it. But that yeah. was pretty cool of him. So well written article. Thank yeah. you, Nick. Thank you very much, Nick, for the for plug. bringing us to the South Surrey White Rock Peninsula. Yeah, that's got to be a thrill for you. You're featured in a magazine on your home turf. That's right. Did your parents pick it up in the. Oh hell yeah! My parents love that shit. They <laughs> they they got their copy of Steel on DVD <laughs> and their Impulse magazine. <laughs> They're Man. old media consumers. <laughs> what what better time to be featured in a uh, news source uh, dedicated to the idea of Canadian-American border friendship? Yeah. Absolutely than, right. Than right now. Than right now, baby. Yeah, that magazine's been banned in Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> banned in Blaine since 1948. <laughs> but if you're on our side of the line, then you can pick it up. I'd also like to say that I am returning for another season of CJFL commentary with oh. the Langley Rams Ooh, this year, starting in August. Uh, and would like to plug the starting lineup on Sportsnet 650 for no particular reason. Until next week, I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Heck. John Cullen. I'm a guy. <laughs> <laughs> the <Charles>. grass. Hey. <laughs> Charlie Demers. <laughs> Be real. Permanent member of the roster. <laughs> Be good. Be real good. Per se. Chef Boyardee. <laughs> okay. Well. I mean, there were so yeah. many there, ways we could have gone yeah. here. Impossible to Yeah, change. that one was like expert level. Kimono yeah. even could have yeah. been an option. Yeah, that real that good. feels yeah. like it was hours ago. Yeah. yeah. Steel. Real good steel. Uh, Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> You've invented a new form of racism. Yeah. Like, you should be pretty proud. It's yeah. like pig Latin, but for racism. <laughs> That's the cutting edge internet, too, yeah. is the new racism. Absolutely. Suck it, Tokyo. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I guess we're done then. We don't have any donors to thank this week? Nope. All right. All day, I listen out for Jenny's old coupe. Midnight blue. But she's always been true Holiday I haven't seen you since You had to get away Window pane Electricity illuminates the rain Lean your face Hopeless, no embrace I wanna know I wanna know where the silence comes from Where space originates
Shut the fuck up there. Someone else. Las Vegas odds say he won't hit one more time, and he doesn't. I think it's Billy, read me. Watch it, you fucking asshole. Fuck! He's named after Raekwon the chef, the guy from Wu-Tang Clan. You have some problems, you go emergency toilet for five minutes, urine, and then you say, and you, then you hit let, and you don't say sorry, you think you're a good kid. I ain't getting this one, boys. <laughs> We're going to give them two minutes to think about what they've done. Consider yourself a pretty good tracker, then, huh? Well, if it's just blatantly obvious, and curious where this sucker lived, and so I walked about half uh, half a mile out of my way to sort that out. My bad, my friend. I'm sorry. Okay, but if you let it get the hat by Wednesday, then you pay 20 no, minutes back No, it won't get the hat by... It, right, by if Wednesday, it's going to be 40, and then on Friday, it'll be 40 Not 40, again. 20. Yeah. It's going to be 20. No. <laughs> it's going to be 20. Not half. Half of 80 is 40. But no, listen to what I'm saying. Just fucking play score. Google me, Everybody Google me, You see that? I've been in your hot tub, Scotty. You know, you know this, buddy. Those horses are back safe at the farm after quite the escapade this evening. They made it through these woods and straight on to Route 2 during heavy traffic. Both of these nuts, cage fighter, both of these nuts rolling to victory by a head over cage fighter. Well, What's the odds of a horse being called modesty? I thought we race? were going to blur that. No, 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 we were going to blur it, but we thought, no, let's just roll the dice. Our ass is in the jackpot. We don't do something there. Do you see what people do in the league now, celebration-wise? Hip thrusting, not a fan. Maybe it's, maybe better time's over. I ain't nothing but a big piece of shit. A big fat piece of shit. Well, oh.